Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. This is the special delivery episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek, bringing you the finale review of the walking dead that's right folks tonight on special delivery we'll be breaking down the ending of the walking dead this is your host dj ben hameen the butcher of names also known as the william shatner of hip-hop yeah i think you need Um, another name ben i think that's not enough names for you i feel you i think i need a third one myself i think like you need a uh i think you need a marvel name you got Star Trek, you got Game of Thrones. I think you need a Marvel name. Okay, okay, I'll work on that for next week. And of course, as you already heard, joining me in the spaceship tonight is the one and only Kim Sonian, the red shirt of the crew, Space Ghost <laughs> producer number one. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm dying every week. I'm dying on every episode <laughs> of Fan Bros. I'm getting beamed down and just getting killed by the random alien. Yeah, it happens. It's a tough life you live, Space Rose producer. So, oh, man, man. This is a big show for us tonight, sir. How you doing? Walking I'm, Dead. I know, man. Up. I know. This, it's been all coming down to this. I have to say, um, you know, I was pretty impressed with what went down. And uh, this is actually one of the better seasons of the show. Um, you know, as a fan of the show Strictly, and not like you, a hybrid fan of both the comic and the show. Uh, I kind of judge the merits of the show on the show, the TV show itself. And uh, I'm not actually disappointed. A couple of things I saw coming from a mile away, and sometimes that's not too pleasing. But uh, overall, I thought it was a very good episode. All right, well, let's get right into it. The name of the episode is Of A Mini Past Collide. That's right. Right? Yep, a mini pass collide, and there was a bunch of, you know, everybody, I guess, got back together pretty much by the end of the episode. But um, speaking on that, what did you see coming? Uh, I knew that they had to get everybody back at the, you know, uh, in the same place by the end of the season. Uh, And they had been giving hints about that, so Terminus was this place that everybody's going to reunite. You know, they are still missing a couple of people, but... I figured the main players, uh, you know, Glenn and Rick and Michonne essentially kind of being the team. And Daryl, of course, uh, kind of reuniting. I saw that coming. I knew they had to wrap that up. Uh, you know, there's been rumors floating around what Terminus was. Some people thought it was this. Some people thought it was that. I know you probably know already because of the comic book. But in terms of the TV world of The Walking Dead, you know, it was still pretty up in the air. And um I knew it wasn't going to be like all love, so I was actually kind of happy that they kind of exposed that early. I didn't want to be taken for another ride like with the with the governor. Um, but there were a couple of things in this episode that I thought were really uh, intriguing. Um, uh, first off, the whole flashback structure showing the kind of pacification of Rick uh, when he became Rick the Farmer, juxtaposed with Rick going <laughs> crazy in berserker mode in present day like on those biker dudes um, rick went like altered beast right that was that sega game back in the day right exactly <laughs> like serious uh you know serial stabber off camera you just keep hearing these stabbing sounds as we you know close up on carl's shaking face 
as he sees not only does his dad repeatedly stab somebody, he also bit off the neck artery of the main dude with his teeth like a walker would. So I thought that was actually, uh, you know, nice to see that Rick was back in, I guess, his his original survivor mode. Dude um, always reminded me of, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Blade's mentor in uh, the Blade movies, Wesley Snipes' mentor in the Blade movies. Is oh, that yeah. Chris Christopherson? Yeah. Yeah, I, always, I was always reminded of him. Yeah, yeah he's he a doppelganger for that guy. Yeah, that guy's a great actor, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I thought that uh, Rick biting, you know, for a split second, I was like, oh, shit, Rick can be a walker and a normal guy, just like Blade. He's like a day walker. So I was thinking, like, maybe Rick is on some next hybrid, you know, zombie shit. But, uh, no, apparently. No, Rick just, is just gangster like he's that. He's just gangster with his teeth, no less. Um, okay, speaking as a comic book hybrid reader or whatnot of the book and watching the show, I have to say, I didn't, okay, that scene happened in the book, but it definitely happened in a different way. Okay. And we, yeah, it did happen with a random group of people who rolled up on them and, you know, Carl was threatened in the same way and Rick did what he did in the same way. And so that was dope to see because I didn't expect them to flip it and have it be Daryl's boys, you know, who was that. Right. So even when the fights when the fights started, that's when I realized, okay, that's probably where they're going. Especially when he started making the threats to Carl, I was like, okay, this is going to end with you getting your throat ripped out, you know, all that whatnot. But I like that flip, though. I have to give him that. I really like the flip. And as far as terminus and whatnot, um, that scene, the ending scene of the show, happened in the book too. The last scene with the with Rich saying they effed with the in the book it was actually they effed with the wrong people. Oh, okay. And yeah, and so um but it wasn't like Terminus. The setup for Terminus and everything and the cannibal storyline in the uh, I hope that just wasn't a spoiler it was but was a huge spoiler alert. But 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 huge. that's that's actually shown in the show. If you're, you know, watching the show closely enough, you can peep that there's a bunch of skeletons yeah, at one point and when you know what? run by. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I peeped it, and I said that as they were running. I said that. I said, oh, they're eating them. They're eating yeah. these people, and they're just serving humans more humans. And I was like, oh, okay. Soiling it's like green. Soiling green all over again. And, and so it's like referencing a million other things. But I get it. I get the cannibal idea. And I actually did peep that. So for me, it's not a spoiler but maybe for the fan bros, it's a big spoiler. Yeah, if you're a slow watcher of the show, then I'm sorry. That was a spoiler. And, I, you know, as usual, I'm a little late with them. But <laughs> anyway, obviously the people, you know, it's revealed that Terminus are cannibals. And that storyline in the book happened differently than it did in the show. So I'm not sure how this is going to play out from this point. You know, but Rick and his crew at this point, I will say, are the hardened bunch of, you know, gangsters. They're not going to go down easy. And it's probably going to end badly for the Terminus people. Yeah, I, I could kind of see that coming. Um, I do want to see how they get out and what happens to Terminus, you know, once uh, the the clan gets out and who survives from the Terminus people. Um, I was also, you know, I knew they had to tie up all these loose ends and get everybody back together. Um, still, like, Judith and Tyrese... Not really sure what's happening with them, with Carol. You know, they're still out and about. Um, I thought they were going to try and... I thought somehow they would wrap everybody up. Um, I did... I was really surprised to see that Herschel was responsible for Rick's farming tendencies, which I mm. felt was like... I don't, I don't know if they... 
you know, like, I know Herschel meant well to make, you know, Rick a placid man. And But if we kind of rewind a little bit, you know, that was when Rick really lost the trust of everybody. And so I'm kind of blaming Herschel for his, you know, kind of peace tendencies. And then Herschel got his head cut off, so I don't know if that's, like, payback. Yeah, I mean, it's like you really can't blame Herschel for that because if you do, it's like you're blaming Herschel for getting his own head cut off because it's because of Rick being pacified that, you know, they weren't ready when the governor rolled Exactly, up. exactly. Yeah, so. So there is a connection there. I'm not, I don't know how much the writers looked into that, but as a viewer, I definitely saw some sort of connection there. Oh, I'm um, sure they looked into that, you know, when they were writing those scenes. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and then, of course... Uh, the daughter, the youngest daughter, is still out there running around. We don't know what's going on with her. Beth. Um, yep. Daryl's redneck uh, little girlfriend. Yeah, and, Beth. Uh, yeah, Beth, Beth, of course, yeah. And um, yep. running around. And so, you know, there's a couple of loose ends, and we'll see how they, you know, they tie up. And the whole yeah. principle of sticking together felt like this season was really challenged. I know the showrunner, Scott Gimple, who wrote The Grove, was saying how much he wanted each uh, character to have their own, you know, transformation, not only just their own episode, but somehow we get to see a transformation of each of the characters. So I thought that brings the viewer in closer to the characters. At the same time doesn't mean it's always the best episode. You know, I still think The Grove is, is the best, you know, that they've ever written, to be honest, and ever filmed um, because of the, the twist. And I think that surprise was really, really, uh, I didn't see that coming. The finale, not as strong as The Grove, but uh, The Grove definitely stands up there. Oh, well, on that note, I have to say shout out to Robert Kirkman, because like I say, that that was, you know, definitely in the book. And even though it played out definitely in The Grove, you know, that's his original idea is definitely from the book. And he's some of the most shocking moments are, you know, definitely direct translations from the book. So shout out to Kirkman on that. Uh, I, I don't think The Grove was the best episode i still feel like clear is still the best episode of the show so far but i do think that this was the best season of the show so far and so shout out to scott gimple again as he's written clear and the grove and you know basically turned this show around i have to give him credit for that because the walking dead was not nearly as good a show as (laughs) been this season yeah you know there's a lot of shows that start off really great and then you know as they keep going you know, they, they even out and then they kind of, they just drop off. It's just part of the, the rhythm of, of doing the TV show. But you're right, you know, this guy breathed new life into it. And now there's like a new energy. It's not the same as it used to be, but there's definitely a new energy where you want to see what happens with these people. That's Most always definitely. really, really important. Ah, but, um, you know, that's it for The Walking Dead for this season. Shout out to everybody involved. Thank you for another season of the show. And, you know, we'll be checking in with you next season. But, you know, as you heard my disappointed sigh right there, fan bros, <laughs> you know, we have another show that we've been covering lately that involves people coming back to life. This is so Walking Dead light, man. It's not even funny, man. It's not even Walking Dead light, though. It's just, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Resurrection on the ABC right now, folks. Uh, the third, no, fourth episode now this aired the fourth tonight. episode tonight, yeah. Yeah, um, Kimson, you're gonna have to let me know really what happened. <laughs> I, I, I zoned bros, out halfway. <laughs> Fan bros, but I mean, checked out. He couldn't hang, and uh, I got to be honest. Um, it was very hard to hang, 
And I don't know, Ben. This this might be it for me. I mean, Yo, although I I'm, do, I'm, I'm done, Jim. I, I do have to say, actually, some of the promos for Agents of Shield looked a lot more promising with Deathlock on it. <laughs> and Deathlock yeah. was, a, you know, was a black dude with a cybernetic eye. I'm trying to check for that. I don't know if I'm checking for this resurrection anymore. Um, um, but what was, I don't I don't really want to break down of the show. Actually, I don't even want to know what happened. I mean, I saw it. You know, for the most part, I saw Caleb getting into more things. There's seems there to was be there was one thing they did that I felt was clever. Is they were telling a flashback, and in the flashback, instead of showing the flashback, they actually showed what was happening real time. Because oh, that's what was he, happening there. Okay, yeah, I didn't and even so get that. so he had actually robbed the bank anew. Uh, one of the characters who comes back. <laughs> Uh, repeats a crime that he did before, and as they're talking about the f- past crime, he's actually doing it real time. So that was like actually, I thought that was actually really clever. And you know, much like uh, um, True Detective, when they talk about the raid on uh, Ledoux's place, where they're reporting one thing and showing something else, I thought that was good, very derivative. But they need some life in this resurrection show. And let me tell you, they need it more than ever. There's one huge question that they seem not to answer that I keep asking myself week to week, which is that people are coming back from the dead and the small towns people are just accepting this without okay. freaking the hell out. And there's no press. This is completely Thank unrealistic. Thank you. That, that's the other thing I was thinking. And I thought that's where they were going this episode when the people ran up on the house. And we're looking at the little boy through the window. I thought they might be like getting the iPhone photo of him, right? So they could send it out to the world. You know, right. the fact that there's a little boy. You know, it's and it. You know, there's two people. Okay, I can understand a little boy. You know, that could be getting away with. But when a dude like Caleb comes back to life, that seems like that would just make major news. You know, because this is a guy who's lived his whole life. You know, he's done crimes, everything he's known, and then suddenly he just comes back to life, and you know, it's not like. A worldwide phenomenon. I, like, I mean, yeah, but uh, even the the boy. I, it's, the thing about this show that was so good was the first episode had all this promise, even with the tone. Television is very difficult to get across subtlety and like you know feelings that of, of mystery. And the first episode to me really captured the idea that this could either go really really dark and at the same time be really really kind of soft. Um, but they just have not been able to capture that and. The details of, of a, you know, the small town, people coming back to atone for their sins or what they didn't do and all this stuff. And I'm kind of like we're swimming in this weird, you know, this weird space where it could be demons. It could be religious. It could be just ghosts. We don't man, know. You know what? Aliens. I, I'm getting I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, man, no, no. I'm getting ahead. bored and, and like getting, you know, losing track even during this recap of this show. <laughs> like. Man, yeah, Resurrection definitely needs some new life, some new help. I, like I said, they're, they're, they're giving you a little bit of this mystery, like you said, you know, but I really don't care why they came <laughs> right. back or demons right. or angels at this point. And, and, yeah. Because I need characters that I care about, and I really don't care about anyone on the show right now. So And also, you know, if I remember correctly, Omar Epps just like up and drove this kid from Chicago to Missouri or wherever they yep. are, and... He, I mean, he calls his police chief, but he's been there for like what is it, almost like two weeks now. It doesn't he have family. Like this is so not realistic, and maybe I'm putting the wrong lens on it. But TV is way too smart these days, and if people are just gonna fall for kind of like some small town 
you know, magic trick. I don't know. It, it's not holding up, you know, especially yeah, on Sunday his nights. His magical Negro powers can't stretch that far. Well, I love the it's, fact that I'm, I'm so glad he's not magical, although he is kind of catching on with this little white lady uh, doctor. So there's a little there's a little overtones going on there, and I don't know how this small town is going to take to that. Um, yeah, probably not well, but I don't know if I'll be watching by then. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, all right. You know, well, since that's enough of resurrection for now, we'll see if we're talking about it next week. But I did want to give a shout out to uh, Arrow because I've peeped the last two episodes now. I talked about the other one before, the Suicide Squad. On the latest episode, they had the Huntress appear. I mean, she's been on there before, but there was another episode featuring her, Black Canary. I have to say, I really like Arrow because they are using a lot of DC characters and you know you know they're more realistic with like black canary not having her sonnet scream yet or whatnot it's still you know a good solid show my one problem with it though is the way it's shot it's very much a lot of shaky cam and a lot of darkness and whatnot and that works sometimes during the action but sometimes it's just real annoying and it still has that feel of a cw show too where it's like you can feel it's still being pushed towards teenagers and whatnot but you know, shout out to Arrow. I'm going to continue watching it. I really can't say I'm mad at it at all. That's that's a good plug. I got to catch up with you on that one. Um, yeah, pretty good show, man. Good, good, good. And uh, so, like I said, I also want to, now we're on the superhero tip, want to shout out uh, some of the commercials that were on the Walking Dead finale. We had uh, one of them um, uh, that I saw was the X-Men um, Days of Future Past, which was yep. really good. Uh, X-Men is now that Brian Singer's back it's very lyrical it's kind of back to a more uh, dramatic flair less not saying less action but a lot more kind of grandiose I would say operatic um, and then the, the the one that really caught my eye was the Dawn of the Apes teaser and yes. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rise of the Planet of the Apes um, even though there are some shots where I see the effects just jump out at me but I gotta say, I'm I'm really interested to see what uh, this next installment has. So yeah, my exciting. only problem with it is the director of the first one left because he felt like they didn't have give him enough time uh, to do this one. So I'm really hoping that they managed to pull it off because, yeah. like you said, the first one really surprised me. I just did not expect that movie to be nearly as good as it was. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that movie is weird. The first one, The Rise, is is, is weird because it's a fine line whether you really believe what's happening or not. Like, if you check uh, out, then no ape is going to convince you. But if you buy it, when when he looks at you through the cage and you're just following him, and if you fall into it, man, the whole the whole movie is just a, a really good ride. So. Oh, man, I watched it at my friend's house, and I bought a hook, line, and sinker because I, I wasn't sure whether or not the apes were going to start talking or whatnot. <laughs> right, right. And like so Tim when Burton he apes, grabbed his yeah. arm and told him no, yeah. oh, man, I jumped out of my seat. Yeah, I was yeah like, it was tight. It was tight. And I loved, the, yeah. loved, I loved the idea of revolution and all that. It was like Occupy Wall Street with apes. I was feeling yeah. it. I was Great movie. feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I think that's about it for this uh, episode of Special Delivery. Thank you, Kimsonian, for joining me. Thank yes, you sir. to The Walking Dead for delivering, you know, a great season and turning this show around. Uh, next week, Game of Thrones returns. Next week, Game of Thrones. So we are about to launch into a new Special Delivery, uh, you know, coverage. Um, we're going to have some more special guests jump on. Game of Thrones is the hottest thing most anticipated TV show for the spring. Um, I know we're going to get a lot of coverage there. And uh, stay tuned, fan bros.
Word up, uh, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin. Thank you all for listening, and this has been another episode of Fan Bros. Yeah. Yeah.